Hello and welcome to the Healthy, Happy, and Mostly Sane Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach and Ayurvedic Practitioner and Mostly Sane Entrepreneur, Ellen Leonard. Each week, I share my obsession with helping you build a healthy life that works for you, your family, and your business. Because I don't think you have to sacrifice your own health and well-being to be successful. So please stay tuned for today's episode full of ideas to make staying healthy just a little bit easier. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. And speaking of staying healthy, happy, and mostly sane, in today's show notes, you'll find a link to a freebie just for you. 24 ways to stress less. That's right. Click on that. Download your free 24 ways to stress less. I have been a stress management consultant and coach for over seven years now, helping hundreds of clients and students figure out how to manage their stress. And so I took my 24 best steps and uh, loaded them into a guide just for you to get you started and help you start to manage stress. It's especially important this time of year, and I've got you covered. In today's episode, we get to talk about something that is so freaking awesome. Maybe you've never considered it. Maybe you've thought about it before, but it seemed too insurmountable, too big to take on. Today's special guest is going to help us to understand how much easier our life would be if we stopped with all the hustle, 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 and instead of looking for individual clients, individual students, we started working with corporations or in addition to this whole idea of business to business um, and how that can work to help support our health, happiness, and sanity, right? Because so often as entrepreneurs, we are chasing that next client, that next sale. And if you start to shift your mindset to consider, what would it look like if I helped corporate clients? What would it look like if I could reach more people that way, or just take on one or two really large clients that could replace all of my individual students and clients, which is not to say that we still don't love showing up and serving our existing client base. I see you. I hear you. I get it. But it's just another way to make our lives a little bit easier to create these sustainable and predictable revenue streams and larger revenue streams that can help us to do more of the things that we love while at the same time not getting into that hustle, hustle, hustle of social, of emails, of all the things that go into starting to build an individual client or student base. And Kate Ross, my guest today, is a great person to help us really see what this could offer our businesses and and our lives overall. Um, She's a business mentor, a B2B strategist, and keynote speaker, and she helps purpose-driven entrepreneurs win corporate clients to expand their influence income and impact. And she is all about this idea of impact, which I guess I had never really considered about how much bigger your impact could be. If instead of just helping like say 10 clients this week, you're working with a corporation and you're helping hundreds in a week instead. It's just such a lovely way to think about it. And Kate shares her personal story from being in corporate herself 
to leaving the corporate world and then coming back and being like, oh, I could help you. Uh, I could come back and actually help uh, people in uh, corporate, help them to, you know, be healthier. She went back as a health and wellness advocate and teacher and leader. And it's just such a lovely story about to hear about her journey through letting go of the things that we think we have to do, the things that we think we should do, and really coming into what's in your heart and what you really want to be doing, what's aligned with your core values, and how that can change everything. So let's dive in. So Kate, thank you so much for being with us on the podcast today. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. Absolutely, Ellen. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. Well, I'm glad we, we finally got to do this because we've been talking about it for a while now. So I'm glad it all finally worked out. Um, You know, I wanted to start people off because you have a really interesting kind of origin story. I've decided to start thinking of entrepreneurs as, as heroes and I interview a lot of my heroes on the show. And so, you know, can I, how did you come to be an entrepreneur? Tell us uh, that story. I'm so curious. Yeah. And I, I love that. The, the hero, the hero's journey, I feel like is so important um, in the work that we all do as entrepreneurs. So I actually spent the first part of my career, the first eight or so years in corporate America, as many entrepreneurs tend to do these days. And after about eight years, Ellen, I just got so disconnected from my purpose and it started manifesting as physical burnout, mental and emotional burnout. And I had developed a hormonal condition that was wreaking havoc on me in every way imaginable. Oh, wow. This was back in, in 2016. And what I realized is that, you know, the, the manifestation of the symptoms I was having at the time was definitely a result of just being in this hustle state for a really long time and having this rather unhealthy relationship with stress. You know, I think Brene Brown says it best when our self-worth gets tied and attached to our productivity, we lose the ability to pump our brakes. And that was my story up until that point. I'm an Enneagram three. So this, you know, achiever and, um, you know, just wanted to make an impact in the world, but ultimately the work I was doing at the time was, was not aligned with that. And so after experiencing, you know, a manifestation of this health issue, I decided to go back and get my health coaching certification and ultimately realized that I wanted to go back into the world that led me to burnout and, and help their people to avoid what happened to me. I started dabbling in social media initially when I launched my business back in 2017 and thought I wanted to coach women on hormonal health and ultimately just decided that being on the online space and feeling like I needed to build this, you know, super sexy presence on Instagram and <laughs> Facebook just felt, felt really heavy to me. It didn't feel aligned and it felt, it, it felt like I was being drawn elsewhere. And so I realized that I could actually go back into the corporate world, not as an employee, but as this expert and as this consultant and coach and advisor that could really help to transform the well-being of of employees in the workplace. And so that was initially where I got started. And fast forward, I, I still do that work and, and very much love it and I'm nourished by it. Um, but as of this year, I also have launched a business coaching 
um, and mentorship side of my business to help other coaches, consultants, and entrepreneurs in the, in the wellness and personal growth industries to teach them how to, to enter the world of corporate clients to help decrease the stress that they face trying to build their business. That's amazing. I love that you, you experienced something and then you went back to try to fix it. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, it's so, it's so interesting, right? We are so equipped. You know, I always say like we help the previous version of ourself. And I felt like that previous version of myself is in so many of my friends and people I know that are still in the corporate world. And so I felt really called to go into those containers and and really help to transform that so that they could have a different experience um, and not burn out like I did. And you guys can't see her. We're, we're, we can see each other on the SIM call where we're recording, but I bet you can hear it in her voice. She's just lighting up. She's literally like, I wish you could see her face because Kate is totally lighting up right now talking about this. And I love that. Thanks, Ellen. Yeah, it, it jazzes me up more than anything. And, you know, I, I was hoping you could speak about this idea of of booking corporate clients, because I feel like this is I know when I was running my business to business stuff pre-COVID before that crashed and burned. Um, <laughs> but it's such an amazing way to manage stress because, you know, a lot of people don't think about it because so many uh, entrepreneurs are out there hustling for individuals. And what would it look like if instead you were hustling for this bigger game? Right. Um, so tell us a little bit about, you know, how that can kind of manage stress and, and, maybe why people aren't utilizing it as much as they could. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think one of the biggest reasons people don't utilize it is one, they just overlook it. They just don't think about it. Right. Cause I think as online entrepreneurs, we think that we need to use Instagram and Facebook to, to build our business. Like so many people have, I think twofold for people that have been in corporate prior to launching their business, they get burned out from corporate. And so they just want to leave that world behind and they never want to think they never want to look back where in reality, going back to serve corporate as a, as an entrepreneur, as a coach, as a consultant, as a true expert is very different than being, you know, a nine to five employee of a business. So I think, you know, it's just opening people's eyes to what can exist. And the reality is, is from a stress perspective, I love that you asked that question, Ellen, is, you know, you can get three or four corporate clients and meet the same revenue goals that you would need to have 50 clients or 60 mm-hmm. clients, depending upon your pricing model. And I know for a lot of the the clients I work with, myself included, you know, impact is a big goal of theirs, creating impact and reaching more people. And so it also allows you to build a relationship with an organization that might have 100, 500, 5,000, 50,000 people that work there. And so, you know, for me and, and the clients I work with, landing one larger organization can lead to so many opportunities to the point where, you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily encourage that you only have one client, right? Because if something happens with that one client, you have to start from scratch, but you can ultimately build a, a, a really successful, abundant business with just a couple of, of larger corporate clients and do really meaningful, deep work with the teams and the employees that work there. Even hearing you talk about that is uh, softened my shoulders and my jaw because I was like, I was having a little fantasy while you were talking. I was like, what would that be like? 
It would be so dreamy. I would mm-hmm. enjoy that so much. It is dreamy. <laughs> You're like, actually, Ellen, yes, it is, it is dreamy. <laughs> Thank you for, for bringing it up. So I, I'm, you know, I know you work with a lot of clients. What are some of the benefits or, or changes you've seen in their lives as they are able to take on uh, more corporate clients and kind of let go of some of this extraneous like hustle that, that might've been going on before? Yeah. I think one of the biggest is just being, being able to feel like they can disconnect from social media more. I think a lot of on- online entrepreneurs and a lot of the clients that I've worked with feel like they have to show up every day, right? Consistency. And we hear that from a lot of other coaches and people that coach people on how to build their online business. And that serves certain people and it serves certain people for a period of time. You know, I, t- I work with a lot of people that have an existing business and it's just not serving them anymore. And so they can pivot to do other, you know, to, to build and add B2B clients into their business, which allows them to be on social media less, to disconnect from that, um, you know, more, more time and space and energy for self-care for, you know, in a pre COVID world traveling, right. The things (laughs) that they love to do. Um, and so, yeah, I think it comes back to just creating that space, creating that energy, being on social media less and, and that impact, right. Being able to, to reach more people and create a bigger impact in the world. Yeah. And you, you keep speaking about impact and, and I love that idea so much because you would think that I guess in, in a backwards way that being on social more would create more of an impact, but that's not necessarily true at all. Yeah. I mean, cause, it, and I'm certainly no social media expert, but the algorithms, right. Change all the time there recently this past week with the election week, week hashtags were down for a while, um, there was, there's been some censorship concerns. So at the, at the end of the day, you don't, you don't control that or own that. Um, I know that a lot of people talk about building email list and I'm all for that. That's amazing as well. There's lots of different strategies, but I think, you know, ultimately I think we are starved for human connection. And I think working with corporate clients and more of those quote unquote offline strategies put us in a position to really be able to connect more. And for me, that's one of my deepest core values. And a lot of the clients I work with also value that very deeply. And so again, it's just this other avenue. And that doesn't mean that you have to go all in and B2B and forget the existing business you've built online. I have numerous clients that have layered this on as a way to create more abundance in space, but they still maintain a presence and they still do certain things. I think there's also this myth. I actually was just was sharing earlier online for my audience today, that there's this myth that if you, you want to explore adding corporate clients into your business, that you have to like start from scratch and create all this new stuff when you can just be repurposing what you've already built and created and just serve it to a different type of audience, you know, that has, you know, larger budgets and just a larger ability to hire you to do really meaningful things for for their organization. Yeah. And I I think that's also an underutilized thing for entrepreneurs is, is repurposing your content, but also believing in it enough that not only is it good enough for uh, posting on Instagram, but it's good enough to sell for a lot of money to uh, big businesses and corporations. Absolutely. 
I was just reading um, the Association for Talent Development is an organization that helps consultants, corporate people that are really just helping people in the corporate world learn and develop their skill sets and topics like resilience, diversity and inclusion, health and well-being, human connectedness, purpose and meaning. Like these are all things at the top of the list for people and business leaders within companies. And so I think entrepreneurs think that the entrepreneurial world is the only world where people care about the well-being and the the purpose and having that sense of connection to the work. But companies are also also trying to create cultures like that for their employees. And so there's just there's a real need right now and I think 2020 with all of the challenges it's brought in, <laughs> I think the the beauty in it is that it especially in the corporate world it's sh- sh- uh, illustrated our need and companies needs to prioritize these things and a lot of companies are acting on it. They're actively investing and putting really meaningful dollars and budgets to solve these problems. And they're taking responsibility to be able to do that and offer that to to their people. So it's, I think it's such an exciting time. Yeah, I agree. Even just hearing that, I'm just so thrilled that, uh, that there's some sort of silver lining maybe to all this, to being able to take the time to pause and be like, oh yeah, we do care about our employees. That is nice. We should care. We should do more of that. It's just lovely to hear. Yeah, it's lovely to see. I I get really energized when I talk to leaders at companies and you know, they tell me stories either after, you know, a workshop or clients I have that have served whether it's through a, a speaking engagement or a longer-term coaching initiative and the stories are so impactful. You know, employees coming to them and saying this has changed my life. You know, my stress level was at a 10 and after you know, this coaching engagement, et cetera, I feel like I finally have, you know, my life back and in a way, right. Especially in a year that has activated so many emotions, um, where it can be challenging just to navigate day to day. And so it's, um, it's, I'm really grateful that I get to, to witness the transformation that's occurring right now. And, you know, you have all of these skills, you use them professionally to help other people. I'm so curious what you use in your own life to stay healthy, happy and sane while running your business as well. Yeah, thank you for that question, Ellen. So for me, in this season, I would say there are some things that stay pretty consistent. Food is the biggest one that's always been really consistent for me. So I am someone who really needs to eat like pretty regularly. Like I'm not someone, I have a younger sister and she's the best and she just is wired. Her body is wired where she can go all day without eating and be fine. Oh right. My and gosh, so for right? me, how do they even do that? I have a friend like that and I'm like, how are you not starving? I'm like, how are you not passed out? I get like light. <laughs> I start getting lightheaded. So for me, it's just making sure the fridge is fully stocked with things that when I am busy and I have back-to-back calls that I can grab, you know, something healthy out of the fridge. And I'm really blessed because I have a partner who prioritizes that for he and I. So there's lots of times where I'm on back-to-back calls and he'll like come into the office and give me a salad or give me a green juice. And so I'm, I'm really grateful to have him. That's really nice. That's supporting me in that. Yeah. (laughs) It is. It's really, it's really, uh, 
I feel like I need to, uh, like tip just, take, just be like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a dollar for you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so food is a big one. And then for me, it's meditation and breath work. So with COVID, I have always been someone who really prioritizes movement. And I'll tell you what, Ellen, I don't know what it is. I cannot get myself to like exercise on a regular basis. Like walking right now is a win for me, like taking the dog out for walks. I'm just, I I don't love working out at home and I haven't felt compelled to really go back into the gym and um, the yoga studio. I, I, I went a couple times, but so for me, it's just really staying connected to my body in other ways. And so breathing and just meditating every morning and and throughout the day has been the best way to anchor myself, you know, especially when, when I'm really, really busy. Yeah. I love all of that. And, you know, it's interesting that you bring up how, how you've pivoted some of the things that you were doing to adjust to the limitations and stress of COVID, right? Because it's, we can't keep doing the same things and expecting the same results right now, because everything is so different. Yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, I think a lot of it comes back to just staying really connected to, for me, my intuition, like in this moment, on this day, what do I need? And it's interesting. It's taken me a couple years to get to this place. Well, really an entire lifetime to get to this place because I'm someone who historically has been very wired to plan things out. So like four years ago, you would have saw my workout schedule, like planned out for the week ahead and all the things, but now it's like everything is changing so quickly, including my emotional state. So I just have to like figure out what do I need today? Do I need walk and sunshine? Do I need to stay home and just get out my essential oils and breathe extra deep, you know, for a couple minutes. And so I think it's just, you know, staying connected to what do I need in this moment? What's going to make my body feel safe and secure and grounded. And then kind of just taking action from that place. I love that. How do I stay safe and secure? Because, you know, I keep coming back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs and that that safety and security for so many of us has been really rocked. Um, through everything that's going on in the world right now. Yeah. I think the collective state of our nervous systems right now is just in, in fight or flight. I have a good friend that um, helps people kind of retrain their brains to get out of fight or flight. And I've learned a ton from her and it's just incredible. You know, we don't have to have this ginormous event or argument or experience to have our nervous system go into the fight or flight experience, right? It could be just looking at the, the screen for too long. If I'm behind the screen for, you know, over an hour to an hour and a half, I can feel my heart rate start to increase and I can feel that fight or flight activating. So for me, it's just really become, you know, what can I do to prioritize the the health and well-being of my nervous system? And that's been, you know, one of my biggest um, priorities right now. Yeah. And it sounds like you're doing a lot with your awareness of what's going on with you and your reaction and really staying in in touch with that uh, so that you can support yourself as much as possible during everything. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I haven't touched on this yet, but sleep is huge for me. And so 
I am someone who needs like nine, maybe even 10 hours in this season of life. And so as long as I'm getting that, it allows me to be mostly present throughout the day. But I'll tell you what, if I have a night where I, you know, on a random occasion where I've woken up a bunch throughout the night or just haven't got to bed early enough or had to wake up extra early, I can tell the next day. So sleep has been a really big one for me is just making sure I get those extra Z's and that allows me to, to stay connected to that intuition. Yeah. And I love that it, all of us are, are probably a little bit more in tune with those things that work for us, right? You're very clear about what works for you and doing more of that. And, you know, I hope everybody listening is doing the same thing at home. Like, okay, that works for me. I'm going to do that all the time. Or that didn't work for me. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to spend my time doing that, that we're, we're more focused and, and kind of some of the extraneous stuff has maybe fallen away. Yeah, exactly. And I just, and I always go back to like, what just ask yourself what works for for me today, right? What works for me in this season because of everything that's gone on, the things that worked in the past might not work and you might need, you know, a new tool or a new strategy. And I know I have an amazing coach that I work with here where I live in Austin and I just saw her two days ago and I just, I felt like a weight was lifted after I saw her. So it's just, you know, knowing which tools to use when and um, being able to access those. And I, I feel very privileged to be able to have that awareness and have the tools that I have access to. Yeah, I would agree. I, I feel the same way about it as well. Um, you know, how can people get in touch with you and and learn more about what it is that you do and, and making maybe if there are people like I am ready to make that transition to corporate, Kate, come and save me um, because I would like to help and have that impact and, and have some less stress. Yeah. Well, I would say the best way to get in touch with me for your audience would be through Instagram. So they can find me there. And I do quite a bit of mini trainings around a lot of these topics that we've, we've touched on in terms of, you know, working with corporate clients and expanding your business in that way. So that's the best place to find me. I do have a group program that is I'm going to be launching for a second time in January. And so um, they can also learn more on my page about that and what that would look like. So would love to, to chat with anyone who's interested. And I will, of course, link to all of that in the show notes. So you guys can find that there. And Kate, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. I had a lovely time um, and, and learned a lot. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Ellen. It's been so awesome to connect with you again. And So excited to be here with you and and catch up and so glad you're doing well in these crazy times. (laughs) Right back at you. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you found that as valuable as I did as we begin to think about 2021 and what might be possible, maybe working with corporations or doing more business to business stuff is right for you. And you're thinking that sounds awesome awesome. You can, of course, find Kate by uh, all the links in the show notes. You can also find uh, that 24 Ways to Stress Less free guide. Link to that in the show notes as well. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss out on future episodes. And I wish you a healthy, happy, and mostly sane week. I'll see you next time.